0: Well, welcome. This is uh, WCRV coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Uh, We're 89.1 FM on your dial, and we just thank you for uh, for tuning in this day. I'm sitting here with my good friend and assistant, David Abud. Hey, John. Great to be here with you today. Actually, a beautiful early winter day is what I'm going to call this. You know, it is really, really a nice day. We're going to go into the Christmas holidays now. Yeah. Uh, Not too far off, and you know, this year is coming to an end. It's hard to believe. You know, 2022 is coming to a close, and uh, I thought we might talk a little about that uh, today, the, you know, the ending of things, and uh, yeah, uh, that kind of goes, segues into the subject of our, of our broadcast today, David, and that mm-hmm. is um, <clears throat> last words of famous people. You know, mm-hmm. last words of people in general is important, but last words of famous people is really important. Oh, yeah. Because um, often somebody's around them when they do die. Because they're they're famous, they're you know doctors mm-hmm. and friends and you know celebrity whatever it might be. So we're going to look at that a little bit and how it applies in the Bible when we look at the last words of the most famous person that ever walked this planet. Uh, that's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So once again, thank you for tuning in. Um, if you have any problem uh, hearing this, uh, you can just you just go and, and live stream it. You just want to give them the contact information, David. I want to search or something here. Um, so you can, like I said, it's 89.1 uh, FM uh, on the radio station. And uh, usually we don't get too much distortion, but if you do, uh, 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 WNZN.org is yeah. where you can go, www.wnzn.org, and you can do that on your iPhone, iPad, right. Alexa, yeah. whatever it might be. And, yeah, and, uh, and
1: even you can search for our show on Apple. Uh, you can go to the Apple Podcast Search John 1421, you could also go to SoundCloud, John 1421, and it should come right up, John.
0: Yeah, and all of our shows, I think upwards to 70 the past many years, uh, are archived, and they're titled, so you can see, maybe we did it on apologetics, or we interviewed somebody, a missionary in South Africa, or Thailand, or we've we've had all kinds of different guests representing everything from Fellowship of Christian Mm -hmm. Athletes, to AIDS in Ghana, and... um, you name it, Alpha. So anyhow, like David said, you just go to uh, John fourteen twenty one. The number uh, dot com and everything is archived there. You can just search for it. So having said that, I just uh, to, I want to open with some of these last words of famous people. Yeah. Uh, a couple of it. Uh, actually, when I do this in a, in a gathering, I ask people, "Do you know who said this?" But a lot of some people do. Here's one. The first one I'm going to say. Who said this? Very famous person. Right as he was dying. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That was Steve Jobs. Then he, then he passed away. Who said this? I'm losing it. That's Frank Sinatra. Those mm-hmm. were the last words he spoke. This is an interesting one. I will finally get to see Marilyn. That was from Joe DiMaggio. Wow. Right as he was dying. Of course, he's referring to his ex-wife, mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe. Uh, here's another one. I feel great. That was Pistol Pete Maravich, right after he did a, <laughs> a, a, a played in the basketball game. Right. Just a, just, yeah. and, and he fell to the ground and was looking up at people. And he, they said, how are you doing? He says, I feel great. Then, boom, he's wow. gone. Um, another one, this is very interesting. Um, it, uh, comedian Sam Kinnison. remember, he was kind mm-hmm. of a strange comedian, kind of vulgar at times. Uh, he was coming back from his honeymoon, and he was driving a car, and it got hit collision in an intersection when the people ran up to him he was looking up in the air and he said why now i don't want to die and that was it he was gone why now it it shows us that we don't know about tomorrow you know the bible says boast not thyself of tomorrow for thou knowest not what a day might bring forth yeah just one or two more and then we're going to get into the bible here um this is an interesting one they couldn't hit an elephant at this distance This was from uh, Civil War. A general, John Sedwick, said this. uh, And what right happened after that? A sniper's bullet hit him right in the head. He fell off the horse and died. But he thought he was, he says they could not hit an elephant uh, from that distance. (laughs) Um, Let's roll. That's a famous yeah, one. Yeah, Let's that was row. the guys on the airplane. That was Ted the Beamer, tourists, Flight yeah. 93. Right, yeah. uh, this is interesting. Chris Farley and John Bellucci almost said the exact same things before they died. Number one, Chris Farley said, don't leave me. Uh, John Bellucci, who died several years earlier from Chris Farley, said, don't leave me alone. And then he died. Both died in a hotel room of overdoses. Uh, this is interesting. Swing low, sweet chariot. That was Harriet Tubman. Um, just a funny one. I don't know if it was his last words, but this, this Bob Hope, the famous comedian, I think he was 99 years old when he died. His wife uh, supposedly asked him, well, Bob, do you want to be cremated or buried? He said, surprise me. Oh, my gosh. So, so anyhow, uh, that's kind of lighthearted, <laughs> I guess. I don't know when no, we look yeah. at these last words. Right. But I want to look at the last chapter of the last book of the Bible, David, uh-huh. and look at some of these last words uh, that our Lord spoke this is mm-hmm. Jesus the famous revelation in the book of Revelation and, and we think apocalypse uh, you know it conjures up all these things about the end of the world and pestilence and earthquakes but really uh, the word apocalypse means unveiling mm-hmm. it's an unveiling yeah. and we studied this before in our study on revelation it's an unveiling of the person of Jesus Christ that's really what it is and that you'll see that in chapter one yeah. This, he's in all his splendid glory, sit at the, at the, at the right hand of the Father. Mm-hmm. John he has this vision, this throne room, uh, in chapter um, chapter 5, the lamb that was on the throne. But now we come to this chapter 22. Yeah. And this is in, in verse 6. It says, uh, this is Revelation chapter 6. These are the last words, okay? Some of the last words that our Lord spoke in this famous vision <clears throat> to John. He, then he said to me, these are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the Holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the thing which must shortly take place. So this is God speaking, yeah. Jesus, through this angel. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. And anytime you see behold, it's a very important thing. Remember how John introduces Jesus at the River Jordan? behold the lamb of the god, lamb of god. now now we're seeing from heaven this message yes. behold it means yeah. pay attention proclamation mm-hmm. behold i'm coming quickly blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book so there's a blessing there's seven blessings specifically in the book of revelation for those that read the book and keep the words therein. no other book in the bible has seven blessings like this does so it tells us a couple things the lord's coming Uh, When he comes, it's going to happen very quickly. We're going to look at that in a minute. And the emphasis here is not only knowing the word of God, but also keeping the word, obeying the word of God. So there's a lot said. Maybe you want to pick up on some of that, David.
1: Yeah, you know, um, where where they say, behold, I'm coming quickly, I guess the question for me, you know, I look at 2 Peter 3, 8 to 9, 2. It says, with the Lord, one day is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess we need to keep that in mind. You know, even in today's times, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, we're, we're in this time right now. Mm. And it's so hard to, to understand where we're at. And it's really not our job to guess, because even when Jesus was on the planet, um, he didn't know when that day was, he told the disciples. I don't know when that is. The Father has not revealed that to me yet. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, people, and this <clears> is a <throat>
0: whole separate topic. It is. But, but, but it's in an some important ways. One, because well,
1: when he says, I'm coming quickly, I just think we got to put it in perspective. Well, we'll um, look well, at this yeah. in a minute. Right.
0: Coming quickly might not mean tomorrow or next week. Coming yeah. quickly means when he does come, he comes quickly. Because look at. Um, yeah. Look what it says, um, uh, uh, verse 10 and 11 of chapter 22. Okay. Then he told
1: me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this scroll, because the time is near. Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. And let the holy person continue to be holy.
0: And then he says, "Behold, I'm coming quickly." Notice yeah. it, what what people go. Well, what does it mean? Let the unjust mm-hmm. still be unjust. Let him who is filthy be still filthy. Who is righteous still be? He's coming so quickly yeah. that when he comes, you won't have the time to change your character. Yeah, that's what it means. Okay. Quickly, you see, in that okay. context. So, so it's not like he's coming yeah. quickly tomorrow, or we right. don't know. But I mean, when he, he comes, he is going to. He's come coming like lightning. Right, and then yeah. if you're a sinner mm-hmm. in sin. You won't have time to. That's why he says, "Let the unjust be unjust, let the filthy still be fifth let the righteous still be righteous." Mm-hmm. Because when he comes, there's no room, there's no yeah. moment of repentance. Yeah, He's there's, coming. There, there's no quick. turning back. Uh uh-uh. oh. Yeah. He's coming like a thief in the night. You're
1: either right with God or you're not. That's where the quickly yeah. may come in. Okay.
0: Whereas a lot of people think, "Well, I'm <clears> trying <throat> to figure out the end time. And uh-huh. What about Russia? And what about this? And what?" Well, I'm not saying. I think there's an overemphasis on a lot of the end time stuff yeah, today. Right. Uh, for example, uh, in Hebrews, um, just to touch on this, because as, as it kind of applies here. Yeah. It says in Hebrews chapter one, God, who at various times in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, that's the Old Testament, mm-hmm. has in these last days spoken to us by his son. So he's calling last days. When Jesus came, in other words, the Gospels, that's the start of the last days. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Because it, it means the last redemptive work of the of God was the revelation of his son, Jesus Christ. So if you really track it, mm-hmm. uh, people get confused sometimes. Yeah. Uh, what is the last day? What is not the last days? Right. And so, um, yeah. Anyhow, so coming back to Genesis, uh, Revelation chapter 22, um, again, it says, um, verse 10 that you read it says do not seal the words of this prophecy of the book for the time is at hand well if you go to, back to daniel when he gets a revelation mm-hmm. he's told to seal the scroll seal it up but now in the new testament it's unrolled why because we have this incredible unveil if you will unveiling of the person of jesus christ mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's his yeah. plan is now his redemptive plan is being worked out in, in, so to speak, living color. Right. And then again, it says in verse 12, And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Now, this is a very important thing. We are gaining rewards here for faithful service. Mm-hmm. This is for believers, right? And it's, it'll say in the scripture, that actually, rewards are a very important thing that we often overlook. But Scripture says, I mean, in First Corinthians chapter three, um, I'll just read that for a second here. Yeah. But um, that there's 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 reward. It says, um, you know, verse nine, um, for we are fellow workers with God. Uh, he says, according to the grace of God, which was given to me, a wise builder, I have laid a foundation. Another builds. Uh, then he goes down and says, now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, and precious stone, hay, wood, straw. Each man's work will become clear, for the day will declare it. This is the judgment. Because it will be revealed by fire, each one's work. If anyone's work he has built on it endures, he will get a reward. So there's a reward for faithful service. Jesus says, lay up your rewards Mm -hmm. in heaven, where moth and rust and thief can't break in. In other words, he says, if you give a cup of cold water in my name. In other words, right motive, right attitude. Even down to a cup of cold water, to somebody, you will not lose your reward. Paul talks about different rewards, faithful service, discipleship, good deeds, good works. All of these things are meant, uh, and we should be mindful of these. I, I really think as Christians, we don't often think of this. You know what I'm saying, David? We yeah. think about salvation, which we should, but we don't think about from the point we receive Christ to the time we died <laughs> to go be with the Lord is a period of time that we have opportunity yes. to, do, to do good works. Uh, to to lay up reward and again it doesn't matter what your age profession um you -hmm. might be a retiree you might be a junior high school (laughs) fellow you know student Mm -hmm. you could doesn't matter we can be we can be doing things to the glory of god and that there's going to be benefits there's going to be rewards and it says this in the very last words coming back to the last words theme of the program these are the last words that jesus is revealing to john in this famous vision Yeah, Yeah, you know he's
1: on. You know, Revelations. Everybody seems to focus on the apocalyptic prophecy, but you know the thing I like is really we're understanding, and it's being summarized again of who Jesus is. He's the Son of God. He's God Himself. Right. The incarnate, and He's giving us this is good news that that we still have time to turn. Oh yeah. It's our decision. It's our decision if we want to stay filthy or if we want to move forward and be doing good things and be a follower of Christ. We have time now, but he still gives us that decision. But he does knock on the door to say, look, I'm here. It is me. I am God. I am the Son of God. Exactly right. And you have an opportunity. But when I come, as you said, I'm going to come fast, and you will not have a chance to turn.
0: That's the key, what you just said there, David, because... Uh, When he comes, he's coming very quickly. He's very patient. I mean, uh, uh, in terms of mercy, you know, he's not. The Bible Mm -hmm. says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all might come to repentance. So when you really look at that, um, it's you know, if uh, let's put it this way, if somebody is fifty years old, Mm -hmm. that means they've had eighteen thousand two hundred and fifty days where they woke up in the morning with a brand new day. Brand new day, 18,000, that's a, for a 50-year-old. Now, if you're a 70-year-old, it's so much more thousands of days. My point being, the Bible clearly says God is not willing that any should perish, mm-hmm. but that all might come to repentance. And like you said, David, that's what it's saying here. It's yeah. This is an encouragement. Repent, get right with God. He is coming quickly. Mm-hmm. Verse 12, my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. then he says something very important, chapter 13. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Well, where does that come from? Well, he's quoting, uh, one of the things is Isaiah 41, verse 4. He's taking way back to the Old Testament. And it says, who has performed and done it, calling generations from the beginning. I, the Lord, am the first. And with the last, I am he. Right. You see, so he's saying um, he is the first and the last, that, that he is God. Basically, this is a title only to God. Chapter Isaiah, staying in chapter 4, look at uh, Isaiah 44 and verse 6. Isaiah 44, verse 6. Okay. this is what the lord says
1: israel's king and redeemer the lord almighty i am the first and i am the last apart from me there is no god notice that yeah
0: and that's what jesus is saying here right so you cannot say he's not ascribing deity to himself he's not a prophet Mm -hmm. he's not an angel when he takes this Mm -hmm. from the old testament a clear statement by god that he's the alpha and the omega He's the beginning, and the end. That's the great I am. You know, no beginning, no end.
1: Yeah. So, it, I can't tell you how many people uh, don't want to read Revelations because they 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 don't like what's in there right. from the prophecy side right. of the apocalyptic ending, right? But there is so much. It's actually really a culmination of everything that went on in the Bible, and Jesus is saying, "Look, you still have time." But it's a beautiful book. And, you know, it was given from God. You know, the, the angel came to John. And, you know, a lot of people say that this is not accurate. And and the thing I like is the fact that in Revelations 22, 18 to 19, uh, it's it states, I testify to everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, may God add to him the plaques which, uh, plagues which are written in this book. If anyone takes away... Uh, of the book of the prophecy, may God, take his part from the tree of life and out of the holy city, which are written in this book. But you know, it, it also um, focuses on the fact that that this is true. John didn't make this up, right? It, you know, and so in Revelation twenty two eight, now I am John, the one who heard and saw these thing things shown to me by the angel. So, um, we we have got to we have got to take heed and and really understand the importance of this, uh, but also the beautiful thing here is the fact that we have a chance, regardless of what we, done, we have done in the past, the door is still open. Yeah, right. And I think that's the key. That's yeah. why you need to read it. If you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, um, you know.
0: You know, you're right, David, because, you know, we're headed into December, right? I mean, yeah. Just around the corner. That's the last month of, the, of of 2022. A brand new year is on the horizon. We can't... We can't presume upon what's coming right. in the future. Only <clears throat> God knows what's... But we do know today, yeah. as you read the book of Revelation, as you said, it's a book that, that, that pulsates with mm-hmm. God's mercy, his compassion. A person that really loves you a lot is going to warn you of something bad, yes. right? I mean, a, a parent, a good parent is going to warn a child, a little child, yeah. don't put your hand by the stove, don't touch your <clears throat> son, don't exactly, run into the again. street. If, yeah. a, if a parent doesn't love the child, he's just... He's, doesn't Mm -hmm. care he doesn't care he doesn't Mm -hmm. warn he doesn't protect all through here we see a warning God is again. I always come back to that verse. God is not willing that any should perish, but all. But if people don't want to come to the Lord, mm-hmm. then they're going to have face consequences. That's why, when you think about John three sixteen, for God so loved the, the world, world, He, he gave. Yeah, gave that's the son. Christmas yeah. gift. You yeah. know, the, people wonder, well, why <clears throat> we don't give gifts during Veterans Day, mm-hmm. Memorial Day, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Day, all these other days? Why is there gift giving? Why is that one of the central attributes of Christmas? But it goes back to the very first gift. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So you've got perishing, which means separation from God. And then you have everlasting life, which means being an associate with God, being in his presence. So there's always the promise and the warning, the promise and the warning. And to me, what I see more and more happening in our day and age it's what I call unexamined unbelief. Yeah. People are just not looking at the evidence. Yeah. There's a lot of evidence here that just not even an in-depth look that you could say, boy. And we're going to touch this on two shows from here when we talk about the whole Christmas story and the deity of Jesus and God entering into the human yeah. condition. But <laughs> why, why this man's birthday? I mean, I mean, it doesn't make sense that it's such a joyful time. That even unbelievers like to come together as a family, like to hear "Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem" and "Silent Night" and have lights and give gifts one to another. Great. Why is that element of love in there? Yeah. And who who authored this? Who you know is, yeah. this, is this person that lived two thousand years ago? I mean, come on, we don't honor Napoleon or yeah. George Washington like that or remember. You know, so we're going to get into that in a different show. But nevertheless, yeah, coming back to the Book of Revelation. Uh, when he says in verse 13, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning mm-hmm. and the end, the first and the last, yeah. that is so powerful because, again, when people say, well, where did Jesus say he's God? Or well, did he ever make the Exactly. Day? He's all over the place. All he's over the over place. The place. Yep. So when you see in Matthew 13 and he calls himself the Lord of the <clears> Sabbath, <throat> that should go like, whoa, he, you know, that... <laughs> He's talking to a Jewish community that understood the Bible, Old Testament. They knew right away when he says, Before Abraham was, I am, they go, What? Mm-hmm. You know, or when he says he can forgive sins, well, you're not going to have Moses saying that, or Elijah, oh, or exactly. Isaac, but only God can forgive sins. So this, yeah. this verse here is very, very powerful, verse 13. Then we move into chapter in verse 14 of Revelation 22, when he says, Blessed are those who do his commandments that they might have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates of this is yes. where do we see the tree of life before in the, oh, garden. In the garden of eden way back in so, genesis right. so, so we're, his, full circle yeah, yeah like bookends right the book of genesis and the book of revelation are like bookends i think we did a show on that before where we yeah. see the correspondence between the, yeah. the start of the curse no curse here satan he's got the upper hand mm-hmm. here in revelation we're going to see him judge cast yeah. into hell Man is not allowed to partake of the tree of life in Genesis after the fall. Here he's invited back to it. So you see all these corresponding uh, but, but again, you know,
1: the key is he's come He's come for everyone. Yeah. Anyone has the right to the tree of life. Nobody's excluded. Uh, but there's a condition. You have to follow Christ and you have to follow the commandments. Yeah, you have yeah. to take him as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. It's not as hard as people think.
0: It's right, really Chad? not. I mean, uh, people can overcomplicate. Now there's yeah. depth in the Bible. I mean, the oh no, start, sure. But you're right. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got two thieves on the cross that are dying, right? Right. And within hours, yeah. they're they're bleeding out. I mean, they're they sure they're gone. The one looks at Jesus yeah. and he mocks him. Right. He reviles him. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, he mocks him and says, <clears> if you, if you're, <clears> why can't you get us all off the cross? Kind of language. Yeah. The other one has a change of heart, and he says to his friend, "We are here justly. We were criminals." But this man mm-hmm. does nothing wrong, and then he turns to Jesus, yeah. and he saw, says, "Lord, remember me when you go into your kingdom." Right. And of course, that's that's like a real simple salvation reception. Mm-hmm. There, he he recognizes a sinner. He recognizes Jesus is Lord, and he's dying. Jesus, he recognized that Jesus has a kingdom, which implies yeah. he has a king, and he recognized there's an afterlife that Jesus can get him into it, and that's when Jesus is. Truly, I tell you this day you shall be with me in paradise. Right. They're, they're, that's a picture of humanity. Yes. All of us are dying. Yeah. You know, all of us are guilty. The Bible mm-hmm. says all of sinning comes short of the glory of God. All of us have this moment in time. Yeah. Whether we live 50 years or 80 years or 100 years, we're still dying, right? But we have this moment we can turn to the Lord say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Please save me. I mean, it's that simple. You know, it, yeah, it, it is. But.
1: I think the real challenge, you know, I'll just, you know, for this country in the Western world, uh, you take a look at the growth of Christianity in Africa, you know, now in China and these other places, and, you know, I think a lot of people in those areas fear God a great deal, especially when you look at the growth in Africa, and even um, when I think of the U.S., I just think people are so busy and so comfortable that it's a challenge for them to look at this and and get conviction that they need to move now. That, you know, even though they don't feel they need it in their life, that comfort is what the enemy wants you yeah, to, right. to experience. Right. So that you don't look over the fence right. at what we're talking about here. And you, you, as you've always said, John, you either believe this is the word of God and that Jesus is the son of God, or this is all just he's he's a crazy man and and this is all made-up right, stories
0: right uh, it's, but, it's either or I, yeah. and the, the thing of it is david is you bring up a good point i think one of the biggest problems is distraction <clears throat> yeah. people we're distracted people you know we have tv we have facebook we have mm-hmm. all these kinds of things and entertainment and yeah. all this kind of stuff a lot of it's not bad in itself mm-hmm. you know some is some is it could be neutral but it just occupies our time yeah. where we never step back and say man what's my life about like right. in an existential yeah. sense and that's why socrates would say an unexamined life is not worth living what what are you doing here you're on this escalator of time you know mm-hmm. it's going forward mm-hmm. you can't go backwards mm-hmm. kind of back to the future kind of thing I'm one day closer to my last day than I was yesterday. Yeah, and we're all on this escalator of time. It's going to end. Yeah. So what's? Why not look and see what the Bible says about what happens when we die? Yes. And People don't ponder that. They,
1: no, no, they don't. And boy, does this country really need a spiritual awakening? And you know, I, I know Billy Graham said this, and I, I remember He said that um, sin is like a disease. Right. And, you know, once it gets into us and once it's in our heart, it is so hard to get rid of. You really have to be focused. That's why, you know, when I think about it being a disease or an addiction, right, to, I don't want to say an easy path, but it kind of is, right? Right. And so that's why it's so important that we take Jesus as our Lord and Savior, but then get coverage with the church, with fellow Christians, with people like you. Um, and, and really make sure that you stay on task because to say that this is not a lot of work to stay in the word, try and be in the word every single day or every mm. single week, it requires a lot of work, but the gain is immense. Yeah, right for what you get out of it. right there's so many gifts and it's kind of like <clears throat> you know, um, there was this guy that traveled around the country. Um, and uh, Supersize Me, it was a movie, Mm -hmm. and he made the decision that he was just going to go to McDonald's and eat their food purely and only. And the reason I bring that up is initially when he did it, he didn't really crave the food. But as he started to do it regularly, he got an addiction to the fast food, Mm. which really was hurting his health. Yeah, right. It's like anything else. Once you get away from the sin the path that you were on, and you go to the other side, you, you'll be amazed and you'll ask yourself, why didn't I do this yeah, sooner? Right, you right. just have to go through the first, it's like working out. You're going to be in pain for the first six to eight weeks until you get into a rhythm with a new regimen and, and you know the path that you're on. I think the same thing applies even to just following the the word and being in the word.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's things to grow. I mean, yeah. there's instructions, you know. Right. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word out of the mouth of God. The idea of being in a church community, other mm-hmm. believers help help us grow. Yeah, Studying the word, memorizing scripture, praying, uh, casting off old patterns of sin, yeah. these kinds of things. But we'll grow because God is for us. He's like, he's our father. Mm-hmm. He Any good yeah. father wants to see his child grow. And be, you know, be fully matured and healthy and, you know, <clears throat> so how much more so our Heavenly Father, because then he uses us as influencers. Yes. And, and it's it's so powerful because you can reach out to somebody, not that we're any great shakes once you become a Christian, but you can touch somebody's life and it changes them for eternity. It could change your whole family. Yes. You know, when they come to Christ and, and grandchildren. So there's no other solution. On the longer I live, Dave, the more I see there's no other answer to the world's problems. There's just I mean, you could do you know Mm -hmm. I mean we could you know get water systems and and do this and do that. I'm not saying that or find a cure for cancer, but man's basic problem he doesn't know what he's doing here. Right, man doesn't not know what he's doing on this planet until you come to Christ and say, Oh, God has a plan. There is a Creator. It says in Isaiah, the purpose of man is to glorify God. Whether we eat or drink, do it all to the glory of God. And then you change your life, and by extension, your children, people you work with, and all of a sudden, you're starting to change the world. Exactly. You know. And when you come yeah. to the book of Revelation, you see there's going to be a new heaven, a new right. earth. He's going to take away all tears, all pain, all sorrow, all suffering. Satan and his minions are going to be cast into the depths of the lake of fire, it's over. Yeah. It's coming. Now, yeah. when it is, I don't know, but I do know this. Because it's coming, we have, a, we have a, a task to do now. We have a job to do.
1: We knew from the start in Genesis right after the, the sin where they ate, um, they ate of the fruit. In Genesis 3.15, God said, He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Uh, you know, so he's talking about sending his son right in Genesis, and then the culmination through the Bible. Jesus' only purpose in coming was to die. Yeah, and and that's really what you need to understand. And he did that for us, like you always said. But that was his sole purpose. Right. In right coming. Right. And right. so, um, you know, I think about. Uh, I wrote some last words down at Billy Graham. If I could just read. Yeah, them. we're doing he last was, words, yeah, right? He was ninety-nine. <laughs> And this is what he wrote um, with his last uh, video uh, that I saw. He says, Jesus is alive. I've given my life to not a dead Christ, but to a living Christ. He has given me a song to sing. He has given me a flag to fly. I have a reason for my existence. I know where I come from. I know why I'm here. I know where I'm going. Do you? Well, that's a good point. You know, he so, died shortly after. Yes, he was 99. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. So, And that was really, that's how he, he lived his life. That's what it end. was all about, yeah.
0: To the very end.
1: And, and, oh. and if you know where you're going, and you know why you're here... You you're, you you might not be focused on addictions because you don't know why you're here or what your purpose is. Yeah, exactly. A lot right. of addictions are caused just by that very nature, yeah, right? Yeah, because you don't know. Right.
0: You know, ignorance really can uh, can cost you a lot. Yeah. You know, because Jesus says, "You shall know the truth, and the mm-hmm. truth shall set you free." But there's a lot of people that don't know the truth, no. like we were, because you know. And so all of these yeah. traps and bondages and addictions. They're just like a trap that's out there. You can yeah. snap, and it can grab a hold of you until you come to Christ. He can set you free from all of that. Maybe somebody listening today has an addiction. Maybe it's alcohol or uh, drugs or pornography or something. And but you can be set free. You can set, be set free and be a whole new creation in Christ and go into this brand new year as a brand new person. Yes. But um, so coming back to Revelation, yeah. you know, speaking of last words, then he's going to say in verse fourteen. Of Revelation 22. Blessed are those who do his commandments. Now notice here's the last blessing. There's seven blessings promised in the book of Revelation. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they might have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates. Mm -hmm. See you want to receive blessings. You want to receive this favor of God. How do you Mm -hmm. get it? He says who do his commandments. Well there's a lot of people out there don't even know what his commandments are. Yes let alone to obey them. Yeah, right. well, there's other people that know what his commandments are but they choose not to obey them. You know. So but if you if you if you learn Jesus says if you love me you'll keep my commandments. If you learn what his commandments and yes. his admonitions are and you obey and keep them, you can walk into blessing. And then by extension he says he's using this language this tree of life mm-hmm. and this remember the gates into the city. This is this heavenly Jerusalem, mm. this picture of a you know the, mm-hmm. the 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 domain of the redeemed. But This is important, verse 15. Outside, outside what? The gates of the city of God. Outside are dogs, Mm -hmm. sorcerers, sexually immoral, murderers, idolaters, whoever loves and practices a lie. Think of MTV. Think of cable TV. Sorcery, sexual immorality, murder, crime, idolatry. All contained in that one verse 2,000 years ago. It's as applicable today as it was back then. And the, God's saying, here's the blessing, here's yeah. the cursing, right? You want you want this? Hear my word, obey my word. If you don't want that, and you want to live in immorality, idolatry, sorcery, wickedness, violence, there's what's coming.
1: Yeah, and, and, and think of the message. He's also isn't he also saying that there won't be any wickedness or wicked people in heaven?
0: Right. You know, that's the gift. Right. I mean yeah, so, every day, like I said, you know, yeah. when I lead these tours to Italy, mm-hmm. I take the people down south of Naples is, is Pompeii, right? Right. And yeah. 78, 79 AD, Mount Vesuvius, the volcano blows yes. up. Right? And all yeah. the lava comes down and the people are caught just like that. Yeah, they in 18 can't hours move. the city's covered. It's gone. It's gone. But it, with that volcano was always there. Yeah. It was sometimes it's smoke, sometimes they look they knew it was there, but they lived this immoral lifestyle. That's an excellent
1: visual for this. It was they, they yeah.
0: lived they, they were living an immoral you can still see some of the immorality sketched yeah. on the walls, yeah. the pornography oh, and all yeah. this. But they, they they didn't care. Yeah. They just lived like, hey, don't worry about the, the volcano. Don't worry, it hasn't done anything in mm-hmm. years and years. And then one night, remember what Jesus I come quickly. Yeah. So that volcano yeah. came quickly and the people didn't have time no. to get out. No. You know. And it's a perfect illustration. That's why I take people through there yeah. on these tours because it, to me it's a visual that, man, God doesn't want to. He wants to bless us, but if we don't want it, there's a cursing. There it's is. A flip side. Yeah. And anyone that says God doesn't judge or he's not angry or wrathful, people don't understand. We can focus on the love of God, the mercy of God, the compassion of God, but he also has attributes of holiness and righteousness and judges sin Mm -hmm. if you had a judge in the courtroom Mm -hmm. and every time somebody came up to him uh he a murderer or whatever he just said okay go free okay go free he would be an unjust judge he wouldn't be a righteous Mm -hmm. judge right be like a criminal judge because he's not he's letting everybody go that's hurting society so too a fair judge a righteous judge he forgive. he could forgive repentance and if you change your heart Mm -hmm. by the blood of jesus christ but if you don't, he's he's a righteous judge. Yeah, you see that's that's the the I guess the thing that's really hard for a lot of
1: people to understand, and it was hard for me. I did the same thing. Uh, I'd go to church once a week uh, for an hour, and I thought my duty was up, and I left. But I was not living right. the Christian life during the week. And 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 I think I think the real issue is, you know, a lot of people also have, uh, you know, the, the, they wonder how can a God create. Uh, You know such a great place like heaven, but also create hell and the answer is God is not pushing people to hell Right the 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 key difference is heaven has God and hell is void of God and and you have a choice Right he's giving us a choice if you don't want God in your life then there's hell for right. those that don't want to follow the path. Right. But he's giving you every opportunity. I, I really like that visual with Pompeii because, again, the whole city was covered in less than 18 hours. Think about that. Yeah, right. you, you didn't even know the city was there after that. But for here, God's telling us, I will come like a thief in the night, yeah. but you have a choice and the door is still open for you to turn to me. Yeah. And you will have paradise. The Bible basically
0: says the Titanic is sinking. That's a loving God. Yeah, the Titanic is sinking. It's not a vengeful God. And there's lifeboats for everybody. You want to come on, you're going to be safe, right? Right. You want to stay and just dance and play the music and Mm -hmm. go to the dining hall. The Titanic is sinking. This Mm -hmm. world system is going down. It talks about it in the book of Revelation. But there's safety, there's, there's the lifeboats in Christ. You want it? Yeah. It'll take you to a great place. Yes. If you don't, it's going down. There's, there's a spiritual gravity. Absolutely. And then he'll go on to say, yeah. verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to mm-hmm. testify to these things to the churches. Remember, yes. Revelation starts out that Jesus is addressing seven churches. Yes. Chapter 2 and 3. Right. These are in Asia Minor, present-day Turkey. But then he says something interesting. He said. He says, I am the root and the offspring of David. Yes. Now that's very interesting, yeah. David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, it's it is. a good name. Yeah, it because, is. Thank you. It is because every here's the thing. Mm-hmm. David was the king yeah. of Israel. When they came into the promised land, there was Saul, he was a bad king. David. Right. Uh, he was a man after God's own heart. And God promised that one day, David, from your line, your lineage, because Judah, that was the tribe. That was where the kings came from. The tribe of Levi is where the priests come from. But he says, there's going to come a king, and his throne will be everlasting. Now, um, so they're always like, they knew this Messiah king person was coming. And that's why they, Jesus, they often say to Jesus, you are the son of David. Or when he comes in on Palm Sunday, they, they herald him as a king, the coming king, right? Yes. So... He's saying here, I am the root and the offspring of... A root is in the ground. A root, Mm -hmm. if he's the root of David, that means he comes before David. Mm -hmm. But if he's an offspring of David, that means he comes after David. Mm -hmm. How does that work? He's before David, Jesus is, but he's after David. He's God and fully man. He's he's eternal, so he's before David, but he comes several centuries after David, so he's what we would call the offspring of David. See how he fulfills that in a very, very real way. And um, a lot of people don't understand it because they don't understand
1: I I think that's where they get confused because even, even in heaven, you know, he's glorified, but he's still a human being. He's the perfect sacrifice. The only way we are going to get into heaven is if he became man and took on all of our sin and died on the cross for us and then rose again on the third day. But we, he had to shed his blood. As gruesome as the cross was, it was the most beautiful act of love there ever was. Right. right. And, and and that's really, even Billy Graham says that, that's the love that I felt my whole life as I've been out preaching the word. So, um, and that's really, if that doesn't get folks into the word, I, I just pray for them that, um, that it will help drive them into the word so they can understand the message better.
0: Yeah, because, Look, yeah. Jesus says greater love hath no man than to mm-hmm. do what? Lay down his life for yeah. his friend. Right. Now we see this in the military when a man lays down his life for his fellow soldiers, mm-hmm. oftentimes he'll get a even the secular government will give him a congressional medal of honor. That's a yeah. because he laid his life down for his friends. But who did Jesus lay his life down for? For everyone. For everybody. his enemies. Well, everybody. Yeah, we actually, were sinners. Right. I was a sinner when he right. laid his life down for me. Yeah. So if greater love have no man mm-hmm. than to lay his life down for his friends, mm-hmm. how great a love is it when Jesus, who's yes. purely sinless, did nothing wrong, lays his life down for us sinners yes. who are at enmity with God? Every we're
1: race, in, every uh, enemy. Um, we yeah. are all in opposition yes. to God.
0: That's yeah. a high degree. of. That's the highest degree of love. No kidding. It's to lay your do- life down for an enemy. Right. That's
1: what Jesus yeah. did.
0: And, and actually, the, the the
1: sin, I think one of the biggest sins that, you know, I still wrestle with, uh, the disease of sin is what Billy Graham says. I like that. Um, is the fact of um, holding on to grudges and holding oh, on yeah. to anger with Bitterness. others. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, I think what Christ did is, is just incredible to watch. Even on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. It's just unbelievable. After well, all yeah, that no, pain that's and, a whole show. Yeah. Forgiveness, because
0: yeah. so many problems in this world are for, from unforgiveness. Yes. And it'll separate friendship and yeah. families and churches. Once that gets in, it's of the enemy, and that's why even when Jesus gives us our Father prayer, He says, "Lead us, um, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those mm-hmm. who trespass against us." And it's like, as a believer, we've been we've been forgiven. Let's say a ten billion dollar yeah. loan. Well, we can't go beat up somebody that owes us a hundred bucks, if yeah. we've been forgiven yeah. that kind of a loan, and you know, and so, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now Jesus says, "Yeah, I, I am, I'm the root and the offspring of David." Mm-hmm. You see, deity mm-hmm. there, and the bright and morning star. Well, often the bright and the morning star mm-hmm. was, um, uh, Lucifer, the star, the means. star that would be in the sky at yeah. the darkest point of the night, right before mm-hmm. dawn. It could, dawn could be two or three hours away, but you they would see this bright morning star, and many think it comes from Numbers twenty-four, seventeen. I mean there's this idea that one day this star would rise up. Right. Number uh, 24. Numbers twenty-four, I believe it's seventeen. Um uh this famous prophecy is in in, in place there. Seventeen uh, uh yeah, yeah. Uh, I see him
1: but not now. I behold him but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. He will crush the foreheads of Moab. The skulls of all the people of Sheth.
0: Do you see that? Yeah. Where he says, a star will rise up. Right. And he's going to be this one with, that brings the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. And then he, this idea of star raising up out of Jacob, many think that that's uh, referencing this star. But Jesus here calls himself, uh, the Bright and Morning Star. He's assigning all these titles to himself, Root and Offspring of David, Bright and Morning Star, uh, that we can have knowing that even though this world's getting darker and darker, we know that there's this bright and morning star. There's a dawn coming. There's a new day coming. Yeah. He says, then he says, we'll start wrapping it up. I don't know. Uh, let's see. He says, and the spirit and the bride say, come. Now this is very important. This is the end of the book of Revelation, Mm -hmm. right? And we come through all this stuff, like you Mm -hmm. say, where people focus on the calamities and the earthquakes and these, all these things. But look how it ends a very upbeat, almost an outreached arm, God is saying. Wow. And the Spirit and God say, Come. Yeah. In other words, He's invitational. Right. Now, notice it says the Spirit and the bride. Well, who's the bride? we are the church
1: yeah the church. Jesus right. is the bridegroom right yeah, right
0: but notice we're not doing this on our own right the Holy Spirit is helping us mm-hmm. so we know there's a this great wedding feast coming the book of Revelation mm-hmm. calls the wedding feast of the lamb right well even in a normal wedding who usually sends out the wedding invitations
1: the bride there you go family.
0: there right. you go what was our responsibility now
1: we have to have to pass out, out wedding We invitation. have to send out, I like Tell that. Tell people, <laughs> like there's a great... The invitation is for all. I mean, yeah. that, that's, the, that's the good news.
0: The, and we're not doing it in our own power. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit working with us and us working with the Holy Spirit. But like any wedding
1: invitation, you can decide if you're coming or not. That's right. And so right. I, I think that's the key. This is the best of all. You know, we have the opportunity to not miss out. God's invitation is is clear. And, and look at what he's inviting us to do.
0: And the, the thing about this, David, is yeah. that... You have to have the right garments on. Remember, right. Jesus gives yeah. this parable. Well, the right garment is have the garment of righteousness. Yeah. Revelation will say yeah. the saints have their robes washed in the blood of the Lamb. They're sparkling. Mm-hmm. They're, you know. mm-hmm. But you have to have the right garment on to come to this feast. But I, I, I'm intrigued by this idea. It's the Holy Spirit and the Bride say, come. It's not just work our own energy that we invite people to come to Christ. It's yes. the Holy Spirit. And then it says, but notice that word, and the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him who hears says, come. This is a very important thing because it tells us something about God. We serve an invitational God. What do I mean is a lot of people think God is there with his arms pushing us away. Not so. It says in Isaiah chapter 1, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be like crimson, they can be like wool. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, come. All you that labor and a heavy laden, I will give you... See what I mean? He's saying, yeah. come. It's not like he's pushing us. He wants right. us to come. to him. Chapter 7 of the Gospel of John. Jesus says, come, all you that are thirsty, and drink freely. But you see, it's here in the book of Revelation, at the, um, the almost the very last words of Jesus, the invitation. Come. Yeah. It, 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 and People get so hung up on Revelation. I'm not saying they shouldn't. They shouldn't get hung up on about the calamities and disasters, and then movies are made and books are written. But they overlook the yeah. final last words to bring us to a close yeah. of this. The message is that it says, come, let him who is thirsty come. Yes. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. That we just invited to partake of the tree of life. Now we're invited to drink the water of life.
1: Which is eternal life? It's eternal life. Right. For those that, that don't know, we what live that in a desert, yeah.
0: Spiritually speaking, mm-hmm. baby, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's yeah. looking. Well, you know, where can I find happiness? Ober Winfrey show, or, or, um, Doctor Oz, or, yeah. or this motivation book, or well, yeah. But we're thirsty. We want the real thing. We want life, and he's saying it's free. You want the Holy Spirit of God? The greatest gift in the world mm-hmm. is free. He says, "Come." And then he says. For I testify, everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in it. If he takes away from the words of this book. Now, this is a very important point. Some people say, well, that just applies to the book of Revelation. No, it doesn't, because you see that way back in the, in the Old Testament. In Deuteron- this is by adding and subtracting from God's word. It says this in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 4, verse 2. Um, He'll say, um, You shall not add to the word which I command you or take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, Mm -hmm. which I command you. It's again, it's repeated in Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 32. I'm going to show you why this is so important in the day and age we live in. 32. um, You shall not worship the Lord. I'm sorry. Whatever I command you, be careful to observe it. You shall not add to it nor take away from it. Yes. Now, this is the problem. The word of God, what it... The first thing Satan says, did God really say? Say, yeah. You see, he's not he's just throwing some doubt. Mm-hmm. And then Eve says, We are commanded not to eat it or touch it. God didn't say anything about touching it. He said she's added to the word of God. And then Satan will say, You will surely not die. He lies about the word of God. We live in a day and age mm-hmm. where people want to make the scriptures more palatable, yeah. smoother. Take out the hard things. And they're adding to God's word and taking away from God's word. You can't do this. No. This is, this is, this is. It, it's to not, you
1: know, that's pretty clear in Revelation 22, 18, 19. They make it clear this is Holy Scripture not to be tampered with.
0: Not to be tampered You can't touch this just movies, to bring it
1: to the times.
0: There's movies today. Right. Oh, there's yeah. There's books coming yes. out and where they want to say, right. well, Jesus didn't say this, but maybe if he might have said this, or if it's not in the Bible, but maybe he said, right. you see, and, and this is danger. Yes. Now, if we were writing a book about uh, Shakespeare yeah. or even... Um, Saint Augustine or John Calvin. Okay, you're going to fictionalize. You're going to say maybe he did this and maybe he did that. It's called a historic documentary. You're ad libbing and you know creative license. You cannot, you cannot do that with with. We're going to do a whole show on this, David, and show why people. Mm-hmm. It's really dangerous stuff to add to God's word and take away because everything God intended for us to know is here, and we have to we have to contend for the word. And that was once delivered to us and give it to the next generation. We can't water it down. We can't give a new version no. of who our Lord mm-hmm. is. You know, maybe we'll take this out. Maybe we'll add that. Yeah. It doesn't say he said that, but maybe he did say that. Don't touch this book. No. It's, there's no yes. other book like this. Yeah, you know, you this can, is the word it got, it's Yeah, it, It's
1: the only document like it of its kind.
0: But we're going to get in right. more on that because it's. we're going to see it's all around us today, these kinds of things happening. And then he says... He who testified to these things says, surely I come quickly. And there's that emphasis again. I'm coming quickly. I'm coming quickly. Yeah, even so come Lord Jesus. That's 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 the invitation, that's the prayer response. And then it ends with what? The grace of our Lord Jesus yes. Christ be with you all. Mm-hmm. The grace. You see? And again, this is why people they have a uh, how can I say it? Unbalanced view of the book of Revelation. Yes. Because they just focus on and, yes, they the right. and they want to make movies about it. They want to look, oh, where's all these predictive signs? And what about this? And what about that? It's about th- that's, Jesus. That's important
1: to wake you up uh, to, to, to the fact that God is saying, you still have time, mm-hmm. but take heed. You know, th- that part of Revelations is important, but you you got to get in Revelations because there is so much good news it's in it. It's all over. It's yeah. not just... The Apocalypse, yeah, you know, talking well, the about the apocalypse means
0: unveiling, right? Yeah,
1: so it's it's not exactly so. There's two different uh ways to look at the apocalypse the unveiling, but also I think a lot of people look at the destruction
0: that they talked use that about. word because, yeah. because they don't understand it in the sense of the right. Bible, they don't. So, when you we'll close on this, but you look at Revelation 1, yeah, when John has this vision, and he was very close to Jesus during his earthly life, but when he, he he says, um yep. uh, verse nine, mm-hmm. I John, your brother and companion in tribulation. I'm in chapter one, the Kingdom of yep. Patience. Right. The Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I was in the spirit of the Lord say I heard behind me a loud voice, I am the Alpha and the omega, the first and the last. What you see right in this book. I turned and the voice I saw was standing amongst seven lampstands, in the midst of mm-hmm. was the one son of man clothing garments. And his, uh, uh girded with a golden band. His head was white as wool, white as snow. Yes. His eyes were flames of fire. Yeah. His feet. He falls down, man. He, he, it was the unveiling, the apocalypse of Jesus Christ. Not, oh, there's going to be volcanoes and there's pestilence. And all. Mm-hmm. People lose this. Uh, the way it starts out here yeah. is the way it finishes at the end of the Revelation. And... and it's, 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 it's a trick. I mean, where people just get so hung up. What's the seventh toe on the beast? And who is the woman that rides? And what about this thing that comes out of the sea with seven heads? And all this on and on and on. I'm not saying these things aren't important, but the, uh, the unveiling, the apocalypse, is the unveiling of the person of Jesus Christ, the Lamb on the throne of God. And it runs all the way Amen. through. Yeah. But what I like, and to sum up our class mm-hmm. uh, this today, is famous last words of famous people mm-hmm. and there we see the last words of jesus he tells us and his last earthly words and i'll cl- definitely close on this his last before he sends to heaven is in acts chapter one and that's where he said even the apostles come to him in acts chapter one and they say to him uh, in verse uh, acts chapter uh, one verse six they say therefore the apostles when they come together they ask jesus saying lord will you at this time restore the kingdom of israel they're asking him about an end time event the restoration of israel Mm -hmm. jesus says it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put but you shall receive what power when the holy spirit is come upon remember with the spirit of the bride Come upon you, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See the Holy Spirit and the bride doing what? Making the invitation, taking the gospel to the ends of the world. And then he goes up, and then the two angels stand there, and they say, This same Jesus will come back in like manner that he went up into heaven, verse eleven. There you have it. There you have it. Amen. We've got our marching orders. We sure so do. thank you for all listening in uh, today. This is WNZN Radio from Lorraine, Ohio. Eighty-nine point one FM radio. Um, looking forward to some special guests next week and some topics, especially as we approach uh, Christmas. But thank you again. You know, God bless you uh, for tuning in. And yes.
1: Yeah. Have a great weekend, everybody. God bless. Take care. Take
0: care.